The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co host, Adam Spees. Today we have two contenders ready to fight it out in our trivia game. In one corner, he's better than old King Kong, he's meaner than a junkyard dog. It's bad, bad, Aaron Brown. Aaron, welcome to the show, and why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about you? Uh, my name is Aaron. I'm a trivia host living in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And uh, yeah, I'm here to just to check it out and try to play the game. I've been a listener recently, love the podcast, thought I'd try my hand. Toronto, one of the cities in, in uh, Canada I have not yet been to, but I hope to get to uh, one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come visit, uh, come play trivia. Done. That sounds done like fun. We'll, we'll save you a seat. In the other corner, ladies, watch out. Oh, you'll be adjusting to the thrusting of his lustin, all while he's trivia busting. It's disgusting, Dustin Resch. Wow, Dustin! It's like I got my own garbage pails kids card. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's that's a good way to look at it. Dustin, welcome back to the show, and remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Uh, I'm in Aurora, Colorado. I'm a children's book author and illustrator, along with the crap I do for a day job, and uh, just struggling to to make a ends meet with the art. Uh, as a musician, I totally get it. Those creative arts, it, it's it's hard to... I feel like we don't get appreciated until after we're dead, which is not uh, not something we, you know... It's not easy to live with while you're trying to make a living on it. Yeah, although I have a whole lot new good marketing copy that you just gave me, though. Okay. Just get it there out there with the dusting and the busting and the disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Okay, before we get started, I, of course, want to know Aaron and Dustin just a little bit better. And I've used this one before, but I've got a sweet tooth, and lately I've been on a uh, on a candy bar kick. Uh, like this morning, I, I tried a, a candy bar I'd never had before, which was a Zero, um, which was pretty good. Pretty good. I wouldn't call it, like, the best, but it was definitely, like, if someone handed it to me, I would definitely oh, eat yeah. it. I, I mean, so, it's like a like a white chocolate Snickers to an extent. I'm a yeah, fan of a, a yeah. Zero they're bar. they're not bad. So, gentlemen, uh, I want to know what is your favorite candy bar? Ooh, okay. I uh, I think I think oh, okay. I think I'm gonna say caramel because of the secret. 
the caramel secret. I was always fascinated by that. I love that. I love the commercials. They made it so mysterious. It reminded me of Willy Wonka. Uh, so maybe not uh, the most exotic one out there, but uh, that's my answer. It's it's exotic to us, I can tell you, because uh, I never even heard of that bar. Maybe I missaid the neighbor. Maybe you misremember. No, 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 you're saying I'm I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, you're, you're right. I don't think we have it in the U.S. Caramel. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, look it up. Google it world uh, and check it out. It was uh, a candy with uh, a secret. Sim- similar to our caramello, it looks like. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Kind of looks like that. Yeah. Uh, Dustin? Um, just because we got our Halloween candy early and we're digging through the bags trying to get at the Heath bars, I'm going to say Heath bar because they're so scarce in the bags. Interesting calls both guys. I was I was thinking about a Heath bar this morning when I was when I was picking my options. I've never had a caramel, but it's made by Cadbury, and I do love me some Cadbury eggs. And I also love caramello. And if that's basically just a Cadbury caramello, it, yeah, I, I think I'm sold. Well, Cadbury uh, caramellos are apparently Cadbury as well. I think literally okay. I think the same thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got to go with the caramel then. I'm sorry, Dustin. I, I like a Heath bar, but I love me some some of the caramello. So if that's as close as we're going to get, then uh, Aaron gets to pick first in round one. All right, sir, what category would you like to start off? Uh, uh, let's see. Why don't we do literature? Why don't we start? Hey, you are getting some brownie points as your first time on the show. Literature coming at you as your first question. <laughs> and you're going to get the first of our decades as the 50s. Though she was preceded by Marilyn Monroe, Margie Harrison was the first to actually appear as a centerfold and the first to earn what Playboy title? Mm. He only read them for the articles, John. He didn't look at anything else. Yeah. uh, Okay. Can I just do that one last time? Sure. Though she was preceded by Marilyn Monroe, Margie Harrison was the first to actually appear as a centerfold and the first to earn what Playboy title? I have two ideas. I'm just going to go with the first one that came to me. Playmate of the Month. She was Miss January 1954. Playmate of the Month is correct. Well, we know what kind of uh, creepy stuff Aaron is into. <laughs> and uh, let's move over to Dustin. Sir, what category trivia. would you like? It's trivia. Um, I will start with toys and games. All right, mm-hmm. little toys and games. And you get to start in the 80s. What 1986 video game by Sega features the player driving around a scenic blue sky beaches, sorry, driving around scenic blue sky beaches in a red open top convertible? Man, I can picture it. I can't think of a name, so I'm going to say Spy Hunter. Spy Hunter was definitely an arcade game that I played a lot of, but that is incorrect. Aaron, can you steal? I can take a stab at it. I'm just going to say... Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is also incorrect. Uh, I, a lot of people who I've talked to remember this. Adam, do you remember what the title was? Uh, well, what I remember, one I want to say, you said it wrong. It's not Sega. I remember the commercials that go, Sega! They have to say it that way. That's how you say it. Um, my guess was, is this Cruising USA? Mm. Cruising USA is not what it was called. Oh, okay. Uh, it was called Outrun. Oh, that's right. Outrun. That's all right. That was a tough one there. No harm, no foul. And we are back to Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we give Slang a try? And that decade is also the 80s. What term used to describe a, quote, regular person who has a lot of culinary knowledge first appeared in New York Magazine 
in 1980. An average person. Is it, uh, I'm going to say home chef. Home chef is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I'm going to try foodie. Foodie is correct. Good steal. All right, Dustin, you got the steal. Now you get to pick. Uh, Well, I'm going to follow that and say food. All right, the only way to do it. And you're getting the 90s. Some fresh food coming I ate food in the 90s. Owned by Planet Hollywood, what failed restaurant chain was a sports-themed take on the memorabilia heavy chain? The theme restaurant, which first opened in 1995, featured sports memorabilia, and plenty of athletes were investors in the restaurant. Well, how long ago it failed? Um, I'm going to say the ESPN Zone. The ESPN Zone is incorrect. Aaron, can you steal? Hmm. Let's hear the question one more time. Maybe. Sure. Owned by Planet Hollywood, what failed restaurant chain was a sports-themed take on the memorabilia heavy chain? The theme restaurant, which first opened in 1995, featured sports memorabilia and plenty of athletes who were investors in the restaurant. Um, I don't even know if this was even a place, but Jersey's? Jersey's is also incorrect. This was a tough one because it was pretty short-lived. Uh, this was called the All-Star Cafe. Huh. It's all right. Tough one there. We're back to Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, let's do fashion. All right. And we're staying in the 90s. What clothing company was known for making ultra-wide jeans with some leg openings being greater than 50 inches wide? Oh, okay. Uh, I think this is one of those things that I've seen for sure. And uh, although I did not wear them, I knew people who did. And I remember the brand, I think, but I'm just not sure how to say it out loud. Jinko, J-N-C-O, jeans. J-N-C-O or Jinko is correct. Okay. So yeah, we haven't had a Jinko question in a while. <clears throat> Nothing screams 90s to me like Jinko jeans. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, the amount of friends I had who wore those. and I, I mean, honestly, they, if, you, if they held their feet together, they, like they were just wearing a skirt. Yeah. It was just huge. All right, Dustin, what category would you like? Uh, well, with that reminder of that I wasn't cool in the 90s either, I'm going to try fashion also. Unfortunately, you can't pick the same category. I can't. Or are we taking them off the board? Yes, you take them off you the take, board. We take them Until off the round two, Until then round they open two, up then when they come back. pick for the other person. Sir, I thought you'd been on the show before. <laughs> exactly. You're, you... I've been on a lot of <laughs> shows, and I forget a lot of stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair it's enough. It's been a while since Dustin's been on our <laughs> show. All right, let me take movies then, please. All right. And you're going way back to the 50s. George Lucas famously used two 50s-era war films as inspiration for the starship battle scenes in 1977's Star Wars. One was The Dam Busters, and the other was what 1954 film set during the Korean War, starring William Holden as a Navy fighter pilot who must come to terms with his own ambivalence towards the war. I know I've read this before. Ugh, I'm picking the hardest ones. Um, well, to be fair, the dice are picking the harder ones. Oh, yeah, as long as you don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm blaming myself. Um, I'm going to say Search and Destroy. Search and Destroy is in- incorrect. Aaron, can you steal? I don't think this is going to be right, so I'm just going to name an old war movie. I know it stars somebody else. Maybe he was in it, too. I'm going to say uh, 
Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory is also incorrect. Adam, you're kind of a film nerd. Any idea on this one? Sorry, sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, it is. Because I, 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 I do watch a lot of like Star Wars type of videos. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing this not too long ago. Uh, so uh, I have no idea. This is The Bridges at Toko Ri. Okay. Is what, uh, if you go watch that film, you will see a lot of shots that look very familiar from, uh, from Star Wars. Yeah. That and um, uh, Triumph of the Will as well. Right. Uh, which is a German propaganda film. Yep. All right. Uh, Aaron, I believe it is your turn. Let's try politics and news. Okay. Politics and news. And we're getting our first 60s question. I'm sorry, you're getting a very American-centric question. It's okay. In 1967, the National Farmers Organization withheld what dairy product supplies for 15 days as part of an effort to induce a quota system to stabilize prices? Hmm. 1967. Can we just the last part of it again from the NFA? I'll just read the whole thing. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, honestly, it's easier. Or just that's the whole much, thing, yeah. That's pretty much the whole question at that point. In 1967, the National Farmers Organization withheld what dairy product supplies for, for 15 days as part of an effort to induce a quota system to stabilize prices. Okay, there was a word in there that I skipped over in my mind the first time, and I just, I think hearing it again, it stuck out. I'm going to say... Milk cartons? Milk cartons is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I was thinking along the same lines, but I think timing-wise, it might be milk bottles. Milk bottles is also incorrect. Um, I took this question from a thing about it, and those were literally the words they used. Actually, the answer is just milk. Okay. It was the milk itself, not the actual bottle. The supplies made it sound like you were talking about materials oh, that are used yeah. to make. We, we, we I agree. It. We I agree. I'll, I'll, Dustin, I loved your answer. I'll take the L on that one. Uh, Dustin, I believe we're back to you, and we've got music, TV, and sports. Uh, I will take music then. Music, and we're going back to the 50s. 1956 was a big year for the king of rock and roll. He made his first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, and what song, his first to do so, hit number one on the charts? His first number one. I'm going to have to guess it's Big Mama Thornton's Hound Dog. Hound Dog is incorrect. I'm on fire. <laughs> Aaron, can you steal? Um, Let's see. Uh, I'm just going to guess an Elvis song, Blue Suede Shoes. Blue Suede Shoes. Is also incorrect. The one that hit number one first was Heartbreak Hotel. Really? All right, Aaron, we got TV and sports. I'll take the TV question. And we've got the 60s. We're doing a lot of old stuff back to back to back. What satirical sitcom western about U.S. soldiers and American Indians in the Wild West during the 1860s aired for two seasons on ABC starting in 1965? I wonder what happened to A through E. Mm. Oh, I'm not picking up on this uh, clue here. Uh, I can think of some old West shows, but they are long-running ones, so I don't think I want to guess that. Um, Rawhide? Rawhide is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? 
I think I can. I've actually seen some episodes of F Troop. F Troop is correct. Nice. Silly show. It was a silly Probably show. Probably incredibly offensive show. <laughs> I used to watch it on Nick at Night when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, all right. That leaves sports for Dustin. It does. Also, I've been sitting on that F Troop question since literally before the tournament. Oh, yeah. Just nobody's <laughs> rolling 60s on TV? No, apparently not. Wow. Not when apparently I was hosting, not, anyway. Yeah. yeah, that was my fault. Uh, all right, and we are in the 90s for sports. This NHL All-Star was forced to retire in 1997, but at age 35, made a comeback, playing for five more years, scoring 229 points at that in that time, and leading the Canadian national team to an Olympic gold medal in 2002. 35, you said, in 97? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to be older than that. What, you said 35? I thought you said he at... Tw- at uh, or- was that right? Is that what you said? John? Do you need me to reread the question? Well, I know Dustin doesn't, but I, for some reason. Well, I let's do. go ahead and reread it. This NHL All Star was forced to retire in 1997, but at age 35, made a comeback, playing for five more years, scoring 229 points in that time, and leading the Canadian national team to an Olympic gold medal in 2002. I'm going to guess Gordy Howe and take the L. Gordy Howe is incorrect. Aaron, your uh, Canada card is on the line here. Can you answer this question? I I uh, I believe I can. I believe he went by. I believe he retired due to concussions, um, and he was a feared hitter on the ice. If I remember right, he played for the Flyers and some other teams. The Big E, Eric Lindros. Eric Lindros is also incorrect. Oh, I, really? I, I, all those Flyers, uh, all that gear. <laughs> Adam, I'm I'm gonna throw it to you because I expect you to know this one. Um, uh, the time frame, and I think I remember him retiring and coming back. Uh, in my head, I had Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux is who I was looking for. Okay, oh. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the uh, the end of a disappointing round one. Adam, what is our score? <laughs> We have got some blazing high scoring. Oh, wait, no, it's not. This is a different game. Uh, we have got Aaron and Dustin are all tied up at 20 to 20. But I hope you guys are having fun. And we know in round two, it's going to be awesome. High scoring match for sure. I'm having fun, but I'm kicked out of Canada now. I lost. My Canada card. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's just treat round two as like the big one and see how this goes. Uh, Aaron, you got to pick first in round one. So, Dustin, you were going to pick for Aaron to start off round two. What category would you like to give him? Let's give him news and politics first. Okay. Maybe another USA question for him. And it's the 50s. NASA, formed in 1958, traces, traces its roots to NACA, N-A-C-A a United States federal agency founded in 1915 to undertake, promote, and institutionalize aeronautical research. What did NACA stand for? Mm. Let's see. National Aeronautic. The C I'm stuck on. And then the A is administration, I think. So what is the C? Um, So predated construction, national aeronautic, Construction Administration. National Aeronautic Construction Administration is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I'm not sure. The C's throwing me off, too. So I'm going to try National Aircraft Administration. National Aircraft Administration is also incorrect. This was a very tough one. Uh, Also, 
for some reason, I like what does so-and-so stand for questions, despite the fact that these are old. <laughs> I don't know why. That's my own fault. Uh, this was tough. This is the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I cribbed right. from the NASA. I figured that would be the same, if I even got that yeah. right. Uh, all right. Aaron, what do you want to give to Dustin? Um, hmm. Let's try. Hmm. Let's try sports. Right. And we've got an 80s question. All right. We have a question from Janelle Alstead Madsen. Thank you, Janelle. After winning the World Series in 1987, this team was the first ever to be depicted on the front of a box of weedy cereal. How come it's always got to be baseball when I draw sports? <laughs> um, it wasn't. The last one was hockey. Well, that's fine. That's fair. And I wish it was usually hockey, just not that one. Um, 87 World Series? Mm. Which doesn't help me yes. a ton. Um, I'm going to guess the A's. The A's is incorrect. Well, of course. Aaron, can you steal? Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, this is a gap in my baseball knowledge. Uh, a large one. Let's see. I'm going to go with just, to use a baseball term, a high percentage swing, the Yankees. I'm going to guess the Yankees. The Yankees is also incorrect. Uh, this team's a little bit closer to Canada than either the A's or the Yankees. Uh, this is the Minnesota Twins. Uh, all right. Well, I seem to be winning this game. Uh, Dustin, what do you want to give to Aaron? Uh, I'm going to give fashion to Aaron. All right. Fashion, and it's the 80s. You guys are hitting all of my hard questions. <laughs> Literally all of them. <laughs> What designer's oversized T-shirts with large block letter slogans launched in 1983? George Michael wore his white Choose Life shirt in the music video for Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Choose Life. Big fan of the cereal, I assume. <laughs> hmm. Uh, block letters. I mean, I'm kind of torn. Uh, I'm going to say Keith Haring. Keith Haring is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? Uh, the who's is making me think it's supposed to be a person's name, but I don't think I have one. So I'm going to say Supreme. Supreme is also incorrect. Uh, it, it was a person's name. Um, I have heard her name a couple of times, but I'm, you know, I'm not clearly I'm not a, a fashion person. Her name was Catherine Hamnett. Okay. And she became famous for those. I, she might and, be the one that Supreme has ripped off their look from. I'm not sure. Ah, I can see that. Um, I she did get a little uh, uh, backlash with the choose life shirt, but it was not meant to be a pro life, pro choice type shirt. It was just meant to be choose life, like choose to experience life. The cereal, the or cereal. the cereal, sure. Yeah, yeah or the cereal. <laughs> Even Mikey. Likes I was gonna it. say you're making me think the designer was Mikey something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Adam, where are we? Uh, oh, crap. I was trying to look up that Supreme stuff to see if uh, <laughs> Dustin was right, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> but uh, who got... Oh, no, no. Fashion was picked for Aaron, and so now, uh, now Aaron's, Aaron Aaron's picking for Dustin. pick for Dustin. Yep. Uh, let's give slang to Dustin. Okay. Slang to Dustin. And we've got the 90s. Man, no 70s, no 2000s yet. What 90s slang means that is enough, or... I don't want to talk about it. It is a road you shouldn't want to travel down. 
This is a road. Dead end. Dead end is incorrect. Although I like your thinking in that one. Uh, Aaron, can you steal? Can I hear the question one more time? Sure. What 90 slang means that is enough or I don't want to talk about it. It is a road you shouldn't want to travel down. Mm, I don't. Hmm. Uh. I don't know if I'm getting the road reference right, but I'm going to say you're cruising for a bruising. You're cruising for a bruising is a great saying. Unfortunately, that is not uh, what I'm looking for. Uh, when someone uh, wanted to talk about something you didn't want to talk about, you'd tell them, don't go there. Don't. Oh, wow, okay. Well, okay. Just taking that clue real literal. All right. Dustin, what do you want to pick for Aaron? I just want to keep this roll going. We're doing so good. <laughs> We're consistent. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we like those 20s. Um, let's do literature. All right. Literature coming at you. And it's the 60s. My God. <laughs> what 1961 children's novel by Wilson Rawls is about a boy who buys and trains two red-boned coonhounds for hunting? It's a work of autobiographical fiction based on Rawls' own childhood in the Ozarks. Mm. Um, I have no idea why I think this, but uh, the Foxcatcher? The Foxcatcher is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? I think this is going to be Where the Red Fern Grows. Where the Red Fern Grows is correct. Nice. I remember that being real sad. Uh, Isn't the Foxcatcher like about wrestling? Yeah, a wrestling movie, I think. And uh, there's more to it, I think, as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Dustin, you got the steal, and now Aaron's got to pick a category for you. Let's do... Am I allowed to pick lit again? No. No. Yep. It's off the table oh, again. Okay. Uh, why don't we try food? Okay. Food for Dustin. And it's the 50s. What restaurant opened on Labor Day weekend in 1955 in Avondale Estates, Georgia? The founder's concept was to combine the speed of fast food with table service with around-the-clock availability. To my knowledge, it's the only restaurant with its own weather index. Its own weather index? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. It did sound like you said wither Sorry, index. Sorry, no. Its own weather index. Yeah. Man. I'm to think what to do with that, that clue. Uh, I'm just going to have to take a wild swing and say Howard Johnson's. Yep. Howard Johnson is right. Sorry, that's a... Yeah. Uh, Blazing Saddles reference. Uh, Howard Johnson's is incorrect. Aaron, can you steal? Oh, I thought I had a really good answer in my head until the end of that clue about the weather index. Um, so I don't think my answer makes sense anymore. But uh, can you say one, one more time? What restaurant opened on Labor Day weekend in 1955 in Avondale Estates, Georgia? The founder's concept was to combine the speed of fast food with table service, with around-the-clock availability. To my knowledge, it's the only restaurant with its own weather index. Weather index. Mm. Waffle House? Is it Waffle House? Uh, they, they don't seem to close, so around the clock. That was my thinking there. I don't know. <laughs> Waffle House is correct. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, so what is the Waffle House weather index? What is that? <laughs> Adam, I'll let you explain. Uh, sure. So, uh, like the National 
weather service actually or whoever it is the emergency service they have this thing called the national the waffle house uh index which is basically in emergency places or in emergency um situations they determine how bad it is by if a waffle house is still open or not or okay. what they're That's still serving right. or so if it's For true disaster yes yeah exactly wow. okay Dustin, I am a little disappointed. I used to live on the east side of Denver, right close to Aurora, and there is a Waffle House. I think it's on East Mississippi. Yeah. I used to go there pretty often, and you, you, you need to take a trip. I've, I've been there to that one a bunch of times. That was in our neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was I was literally less than a mile down the road on East Mississippi. So, uh, uh, All right. Uh, Aaron got the steal. Now, Dustin, you got a pick for him. Left, we've got movies, music, TV, toys, and games, and that's it. Uh, let's do toys and games. Toys and games for Aaron. And it's the 90s. Still no 2000s and no 70s. What 1998 video game, subtitled The Dark Project, is a first-person stealth game developed by Looking Glass Studios? It was a pioneer in the stealth genre where players were encouraged to avoid confrontation and utilize shadows to avoid detection. I can picture this game, and I know of it. That is not going to help me come up with the name of it. Um, hmm. Subtitle was Dark Project. Um, I don't know. Uh, Alchemist? Alchemist is incorrect. Dustin, can you steal? Can you tell me just the year again? 1998. Uh, just because I know stealth was involved and the time sounds about right, I'm going to guess Hitman. Hitman is also incorrect. Uh, this game was called Thief. The winning streak continues. All right. <laughs> I am on a roll. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, Aaron, TV, music, movies, the big three. Which one's going to Dustin? Uh, let's, <clears throat> let's try TV. For Dustin. And it's the 70s. We get our first 70s question. Right. What 1974 TV series starring John Amos and Esther Rowley shares its name with a Dynamite 1978 song by Chic? Uh, that's going to be Good Times. Good Times is correct. Woo. Nice. All right. We got movies and music left. Um, So that means I get whatever's left. So I'm going to give movies to Aaron. Okay. And it's the 60s. We're staying old with movies this time. Jeez. In this 1967 film starring Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, a hapless loser sells his soul to the devil in exchange for seven wishes, but has trouble winning over the girl of his dreams. I think I preferred Elizabeth Hurley's version over Peter Cook. Oh, boy. Um, oh, man, I'm really stuck here. Um, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I'm All right. Are you, okay. Dustin, can you steal? I'm trying to get it from the Elizabeth Hurley. I, I can picture her with like a devil outfit on the cover of something, and I'm sure I'm wrong, but I'm going to go with Bedeviled. Bedeviled is incorrect. You were so, so close. close. Adam, close. you want to fill him in? Yeah, and it is that movie, uh, him, uh, her, and uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, and she is definitely uh, a more attractive devil. That's bedazzled. Okay. I talked myself that, out of that yeah, yeah, it's bedazzled. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that leaves music for Dustin. It does. Hey, it is our first 2000s oh, question. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? I'm much better at older music than that. 
All right. And this is a question I like to call Shakespeare a songs. I t- or a song. I don't know why I said songs. I took the lyrics to this 2002 uh, kind of pop rock song, and you need to tell me the name of the song. Cometh up to meeteth thee. Telleth thee I mine most humble apology. Thee don't knoweth how lovely thou art. I did hath to findeth thee. Telleth thee I needeth thee. Telleth thee I did set thee apart. May I get that one more time? Sure. Cometh up to meeteth me. Telleth thee I mine most humble apology. Thee don't knoweth how lovely thou art. I did hath to findeth thee. Telleth thee I needed thee. Telleth thee I did set thee apart. Man, I'm bad at these kind of things. Ugh. I'm getting stuck on the set thee apart thing and stuck on keep them separated. So I'm going to say come out and play. Come out and play is incorrect. Aaron, can you steal? Uh, could I hear it again? Sure. Cometh up to meeteth thee. Telleth thee I'm mine most humble apology. Thee don't knoweth how lovely thou art. I did hath to findeth thee. Telleth thee I needeth thee. Telleth thee I did set thee apart. Hmm. Uh, um... I don't know if it's more embarrassing to guess my guess, which is bad, or to say nothing. Uh, I'm going to say Justin Bieber, sorry. Justin Bieber, sorry, is incorrect. But I would say a closer guess, uh, because Come Out and Play was definitely mid-90s, yes, not 2002. <laughs> uh, Adam, any guess on this one? No. Okay. I, all the V's really yes. screwed me up. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm not very particularly good at singing this song, only maybe just the first line. Come up to meet you, tell you I'm sorry. This is Coldplay's The Scientist. Uh, Very popular song. So yeah, clearly not with this crowd. All right, Adam, that is the end of round two. What is our score going into the final round? Well, these two gentlemen took their scores from the first round. Like, you know what? We're going to get two each. And then this time, like, nah, we want to do just a little bit less. Uh, and so Dustin died, tied. He got him. He doubled himself up. But Aaron only got one. And so he is currently behind with 30 to Dustin's 40. All right. Well, Dustin, since you were in the lead, let's find out what category you would like in the final round. Uh, let's do TV. Okay. And it's the 2000s. All right. And Aaron. Let's do fashion. Fashion, okay. And that one is the 60s. All right, so based on 2000s TV and 60s fashion, go ahead and write down your bids. Okay. Aaron, you good? Yeah. All right, here is your 2000s TV question. What kind of farm does Dwight Schrute have in the show The Office? And your 60s fashion question, what 60s British fashion style included tailor-made suits, thin ties for men, and Chelsea boots and mini dresses for women? While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want every single one of y'all out there to go check out, talking back, uh, the two Fellow Canadians to Aaron, they're right down the road. Uh, they're in Manitoba. This is right by K- Toronto, right? I have no idea about <laughs> Canada uh, geography, but I assume they're right down the road. Um, but they are fantastic guys, and check out 
talking back. If you guys want to know about anything uh, pop culture, nostalgia, they they do it all. And we love uh, Tim and Dean from talking back. I mean, they're right down the road if you drive far enough. Yeah, there's, there's a road. It's like, a road. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. All right. Let's find out what you put for your answers. Uh, Aaron, since you were behind, won't you let us know? I put down uh, beets, a beet farm. And uh, for the fashion question, I wrote mod for the fashion style. All right. And Dustin? I did the exact same thing that Aaron just did. So either we're going down together or we're going up. All right. Let's find out the correct answers for TV. What kind of farm does Dwight Schrute have in the office? It is indeed a beet farm. And in 60s fashion, the British fashion style was mod. Nice. So both uh, players getting their bids. Let's find out what the final score is going to be. Aaron, how much did you bid? Bid 11. All right. And Dustin? I had to cover the double, so I bid 21. All right, Adam, do that math and let us know what is our final score. With a final score of 41 to 61, Dustin Resch is the winner of the day. All All right. right. That was a hard road to get here, I got to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. That was uh, right. that was humbling, you guys. That was humbling. Uh, <laughs> well played, well played. Thanks. Yeah, but you, you both got the finals, the final questions. So I mean, on out. on paper, the scores were very close. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, it was, it was consistent, competitive. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the questions they were tough but fair. You know, they, they were good questions. They were they were certainly tough. Yeah, I don't know how yes. fair they were, but. <laughs> All right. Dustin, I'll let you have the last word. Uh, Aaron, here is the time uh, for anything you'd like to plug or any causes you'd like to promote or anything like that. Sure. My name is Aaron. You can check out what I'm doing trivia-wise all over Toronto. TorontoTrivia.com is the website. We got shows uh, five days a week. Some days we have more than one show. So busy, busy. There's a new quiz every week. And, uh, yeah, you can find us there at TorontoTrivia.com. All right. And Dustin? Uh, I will do an old-fashioned plug as well. Um, I just updated my portfolio online, so I would love to have everybody go look at reshasketch.com. It's R-E-S-C-H-A-S-K-E-T-C-H.com. And uh, it's got a bunch of, of new children's book art out there for anybody that's interested in looking. All right. Well, thank you uh, to both uh, Aaron and Dustin. That's Adam, and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.